Mabuhay, kapatids! My name is Stephanie. And my name is Aimee. And welcome to the Babaylan Bruja Book Club podcast. We have come together in efforts to decolonize our minds, our bodies, and reconnect with spirit by ways of relation via conversation of education, interpretation, and integration. So this is our invitation for you to join us on our journey as we discuss works from honored artists, authors, and thought leaders from the Philippinex diaspora. Quick disclaimer, we want to acknowledge that everyone is consciously where they need to be. And we are not experts, but we are sharing our own unique lived experiences. everybody hi sissy hi sissy sis welcome back to another episode of the babylon bruja book club podcast but um we have to make a jingle one time we do who wants to make a jingle out there for us <laughs> we're calling it in <clears throat> but you're musically talented so i know but like i don't know you can do it i believe in you Divine Dance. timing. Divine yes. Timing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. All right. So as always, before we begin, we want to take a moment to ground, taking a pause and drop into our bodies and become fully present in this space. If it's safe for you, we invite you to close your eyes, straighten your spine and direct your focus onto your breath. Take a few deep inhales, extending your belly out. And exhales, just bringing your belly in. We do it one more time together. Connect back into your body, into this moment. Don't worry about tomorrow. Invite you to not think about yesterday, just be here. And as we begin our conversation, we'd like to thank Bathala, God, Source, for another beautiful day in this gathering. In gratitude, we acknowledge our benevolent ancestors and invite them into this conversation today. Much respect to the ancestors of the lands I mean I reside on. For me, that's the uh, Bay Miwok, Yokuts tribes, and for Imee, that's the Shawnee, Miami, Hopewell, and Adena people in Ohio, California. Um, we also acknowledge and invite in our own guides and your own guides to be with us and support us and guide this conversation. And we pray that they guide and support you too. And we want to acknowledge you, Kapwa, and your presence and your energy, and no matter wherever and whenever you're tuning in. Thanks, sis. You're welcome. Okay, well, you know the drill. We're going to do the 90-second decolonizing heart check. Um, um. Then we'll go into the brown girl cliff notes. And then we'll get into some quotes. No, uh, 
Yeah, vocab words, quotes, end quotes. All righty. All righty. You first? Sure. I can go first. Okay, I got my timer set. Time me. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Okay. And go. Okay. So what I've been decolonizing lately, um, and you know, with decolonization, it's always like a process, like every everything is cyclical there's cycles you come back around to it there's different levels right so one of the things that I've been um thinking about lately is like my relationship to the land like specifically mm -hmm. here in Hopewell and Vina um ancestral territory um and just the fact that you know I always like hated Ohio because I'm like there's so many white people here there's so many white people here in Ohio and then while that's true just to realize that the indigenous people more look like me than they did the majority of the people who live here for some mm -hmm. reason that makes me feel more connected to the land and lately mm -hmm. I've been looking at just the landscape and I'm like man it's beautiful here like I didn't my ancestors aren't from here and mm -hmm. you know this isn't the the landscape that I grew up around but I'm like ah it is it is beautiful even winter is beautiful here so that's that's one of the things that I return to every now and again but for some reason it's coming up lately so connect back to the land yes how what ways do you connect <sighs> I go hiking there you go yay walk the land walk the land there was an article um was it like Santa Barbara some I don't even know if it's California but some people got the land back oh who got their land back hashtag land back they're basically gonna be the advisors of how to manage the land back to the you know the of course it's gonna be like still city ordinate government yeah but that's really that's like a yeah. that's a cool step wow yeah Yes. I'm wondering, like, when are we going to let the indigenous people manage these California wildfires? Because they're, they're literally wilding. Like, and so whatever the government's doing, it's not enough. So we need to listen to the people. Right. And, okay, I know I have to go into my part, but um, part of the conversation I'm noticing around not only acknowledging the land you live on, but also what are you doing to give back to the land? So... Yeah, that's my, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Another, that's another cycle that I get to come back around to, you know, because honestly, like all of the indigenous people that used to live here, they pushed them west on the Trail of Tears. So um, you don't really see representation of them around here a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. There's not like big reservations, meaning because mm -hmm. all of the indigenous people like the Shawnee um, um, the Shawnee nation is technically out in Oklahoma right now but that they their ancestral meeting lands used to be over here so crazy okay <laughs> we know how to talk we do gift of gab thanks for okay, okay you ready sis yes and go uh okay i'm decolonizing 
my what has come up for me recently I don't want to talk about hiking because you did but <laughs> you can that's fine we didn't talk about this is bruja stuff um I mean, it, it's like attention span things like I so I'm part of a energy medicine community new shout out to new new earth mystery school shameless plug um and we did an attunement and I was like wow it's really challenging for me to stay focused for a certain amount of time and I reflect on like my job because I work at a call center and a lot of things are timed so um <laughs> lately but what is time right so I'm literally trying to I'm like going in that back and forth of like what's the colonize, colonizing concept of time, but also how it does play a very much a role in what I do in this 3D reality matrix realm. And then also when I'm in nature, it just feels very free flowing. Yeah. But I noticed like the next day I was like, I did something more on the masculine. I worked out and I was like, wow, like I feel like amazing. But it was like, because I got to deal with both energies in the 24 hour span like really focused but anyways time and I was just time. like and time see <laughs> and we're timing each other I know that's why I was like oh snap she's talking about because, everything right? being timed and here we are I'm like come on let's go <laughs> the irony right yes like, that's what I'm saying because mm. we if y'all you know still hanging with us like some were saying that the podcast we could talk i mean when the streams of consciousness just flow it flows right that's yeah. the feminine yeah but then the masculines are like what's next what's next we gotta do this do that you know so yeah <clears throat> you know i think setting a timer is our way of being balanced okay but here like this is just a thought that came to me do they ever tell men with podcasts that they're talking too long do they? Oh, like a, like a woman splaining, shaming thing, but man, yeah, like, like all these men with podcasts, do, are, do they worry about talking too long? I'm gonna give you some tea. I'm gonna give y'all some hot take. What? Um, I had a, I was dating this man once and they had like a, they released a, a three hour podcast. See? And I, I remember texting like, um, they're like two of them, right? And I was texting the the wife and I was yeah. like, did they just really release like a three hour podcast? Like everything else is like one hour, one hour, one hour, one hour, then it's like three hours. And I was like, the male dacity. Right? To think they <laughs> won't really go listen to three hours. Like, so. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, anyway, but I do feel like it's it's a good challenge to kind of learn how to be succinct. So, yeah. yeah, 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 both, both and both and, and with that said, brown girl cliff notes, okay, all right, so this chapter is called Filipino Tattoos, Pigment as Spirits, uh, written by Lane Wilkin. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about uh, tattoos today. And if you've been around the Philippinex diaspora, 
decolonization online community. You've probably heard about Lane Wilkin or Manong Lane, as some people call him. So Mm -hmm. this is from his um, bio on his website. Lane is an artisan of ancient technology and art. He is widely recognized by the Filipino American community as a mambapatok. a cultural tattoo practitioner only using ancient hand tap tattoo techniques. He makes all his own tools, many of which are now extinct in the Philippines. Lane's practice is spiritual and includes meditation and prayer before composing batok or tattoo Mm -hmm. arrangements, Mm -hmm. according to the designs and symbols of a person's specific ethnic group and their personal experience. The actual application of the batok is done as ritual with chants, food offerings, and prayers as part of the process. So in this chapter, Manong Lane goes into the details of some of the symbolism in pre-colonial Philippine tattoos, as well as the tattoo stigmas of modern Western society versus the deep spiritual meaning of our own ancestral markings. So when the first Spanish explorers arrived in our islands with Ferdinand Magellan in 1521, they originally called the archipelago Las Islas de de los Pintados, which means the islands of the painted ones because of the abundance of tattooing they saw. Yes. Manung Lane goes on to explain that in the Western context, the individual is the one who decides when they will be tattooed and what is tattooed on them. I'm sure a lot of us have done that, right? In the ancient Astronesian cultures, and Astronesian cultures includes the islands of Indonesia, the Philippines, Micronesia, Melanesia, Polynesia, mm. Madagascar, and Taiwan. Did you know mm. that Taiwan? The perspective towards tattooing was very different. Rather than a symbol of individuality, exclusion, or separation, tattooing in ancient Astronesian cultures was a symbol of conformity to cultural expectations, spiritual beliefs, and communal responsibility. The recipient does not decide when they will be tattooed or what will be tattooed upon them. The choices are prerogative of the community and the tattoo practitioner, not the individual. So there were different um, tattoo prerequisites for men and women. So men had to earn their tattoos through requisite bravery, character, and knowledge. As this man went through life, each time he saw his tattoos, he was reminded to conduct himself in accordance with the prestige he had earned. A man so tattooed was considered to be of the highest character, strong, brave, a servant of the community, and most importantly, blessed with awareness and guidance from the spiritual world. Women, on the other hand, unlike the societies of the Asian mainland, so like China, etc., the women of the Philippines were not necessarily considered subordinate or subservient to men. <clears throat> Just so y'all know, ancestrally, that's in our blood, okay? <laughs> Um, the roles between genders were different, but not considered more important than the other. Women were perceived as powerful and inherently spiritual. They were joint creators of life with the gods. Therefore, they were entitled to their tattoos at puberty. A -hmm. woman's tattoos were consequently a visual confirmation of the strength procreative power and spiritual receptivity she brought with her into the world Mm, tell him 
They also signified fertility and the bravery and strength needed to endure giving birth. Yeah. Shit. So that is the Brown Girl Cliff Notes. Thank you, sis. That was a whole gospel. Women earn. (laughs) Women are entitled. (laughs) Just so y'all, if you missed it the first time. Yes. This is part of the decolonizing, which surprised me, you know. What surprised you? That women were entitled. Like, and I was like, how does this flip? Where did we get here? How? You know? Patriarchy, colonization. <laughs> that's how. <laughs> that's how. True, true. And um, it made me kind of check in with the tats I have. Like, am I really, you know, I mean, but. I was like, no, the tats you chose were guided to you. I yeah. So. I mean, yeah, for yeah, because I feel like if you have if you if you are of the spiritual persuasion as you and I, like there's a lot of symbolism in the markings of the tattoos, right? Totally. So, it, I put a lot of thought, especially right. my, first one. my first one's here. Yes, let's see Salabon. the tattoos. What does it say? It's, um, it's, it's, it's Mahatma Gandhi's quote. You must be the change you wish to see in the world. And it's in Latin. Mm. So, quam videre, yes, mutatio. Some, okay. y'all get it. Um, <laughs> my friend did it. And that took me a long time to really look it up. Cause I wanted to address like, you know, the changes we need to see in the world. And then Latin was like a root language. And I was like, problems get solved at the root. Yes. Turning back to the root. That was my very first one. But yeah, since then, they've always been like life markers. So I've, have I gone and have, I, you know, no disrespect to people who just go and get one. You know, I, I, I'm like, dang, that's really spontaneous. But for me, I'm like, this has to mean something for me to remember because it's on my body. Right. This is my latest one, but let me see. Like, were, are there any that you care that you feel comfortable sharing here on the YouTubes for the people? Um, I mean, there's on my leg and my shoulder and my, yeah, my thigh. And what's this one, one say? What's that one say? This is Kalayan, which means freedom. Yes. I think, you know, my first and last one. What's your first and last one, sis? Oh, that- I can't show that one. Oh, oh, that did pause. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I got um, you know, because it was the early two thousands. Everyone was getting um, like tattoos on their lower back. So mine isn't like a lower back tattoo necessarily, but it's. Cause it's not like symmetrical that I showed sis off, off recording, but, um, it's like an art piece. There's like, it's um, beautiful. A lot of movement. There's like, Oh, there's some pagitas in it. Flowers and, and, and water. like water and music. And I have my, um, middle name in there. So, um, so yeah, that's that one. And then I have this one. I got a ma- I got matching tattoos with my um with my best friend Aaron. So this is like Aww. a star. Oh. Yeah, when we first 
um, connected with each other in this lifetime. Mm. We would get together um, almost every week and we would like talk. Look at this light code trying to come in. It's also trying to like come inside my eyes. So I'm trying to like <laughs> move. But um, so there was a star, there was a moon and a star in the sky. Well, it wasn't a star. It was probably, it was, I think it was um, a planet. But anyway, it looked like the star. So wow, we got matching tattoos. And then this one says heart, soul, mind, and strength. And this was when I was the church gal. And it's from that verse, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so mm-hmm. now I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it, it meant something to me at the time. So, mm. so there it is, you know, so there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll share the rest of them. I have, there's hope on my back. I don't think you could, I have all this layers, but it, it says there's hope and has a purple ribbon for lupus awareness. Okay, yes. Um, so it's like on the parallel other side. I was for a while trying to figure out how to connect it, but in divine timing, if needed. Um, and then I'm going to stand up with my, Ooh, I'm going <laughs> to going to stand up a little bit this is my thigh oh yes it's on my right side all right this is a three-piece thing this was like I got this in Oahu um I was just thinking about placement at the time and that was an interesting relationship and then this one was a change of direction so I came back and it was a heart heartbreak so Mm. um and then this one is latest one the snake one like an infinity. Mm-hmm. And I still want to finish it in divine timing. What is it? What do you want to finish it with? It's going to go um, up your hip. My soul is saying that, and I hate that I'm saying this because it's like fat shaming politics, but like I want to drop a little bit on the side because, but maybe I should because I think that that's like a great way to reduce the pain, right? <laughs> but I want to have like a sword. Like it looks like I'm having like, like a pull a sword out on my thighs so it'll go yes oh and then my last one this is when my friend finishing his apprenticeship he actually does tribal tats now so it's it's supposed to be me and there's flowers coming out of my head out of my crown and then a little mandala the combination I again omnism I consider myself an omnist I believe that there's truth in all religion so kind of combines in there is a centipede in there Oh, yeah. But I was getting this. I got two of these tats when I was heartbroken AF. And I get why people get tats when they're in pain because it is a little bit cathartic and um, definitely eased my my, the physical pain I was feeling. Yeah. Because I was like taking the pain onto that. So, um, so what did your mom say? Oh my God. I didn't know you were going to ask that. What did your nun I, I say? My, my, this, that was part of the, de- I should have shared earlier with the decolonizing. But yeah, she was like, huh, another one? So that's, there's that. That's, that's not too bad. <laughs> well, when I was in um, Hawaii last, was it this year? Oh yeah, God, last year. Last year. They saw the snake on my leg and then they were like, when did you get that? And I was like, uh, you know? And then I was like, well, the snake is a, is a truth teller. So you're like, what? This old thing? 
I've had that for a while. You just must have not noticed it. <laughs> right? I was like, I felt like a child. Like, oh, I know. But we'll, I know we'll dive into it more, but I just, it, it does appall me. Pintados too. Like that's like how deep it runs in the family that it's like impure have tattoos on your skin right when that was what we did that's who we are right ancestrally so ancestrally. those are tat stories <laughs> yeah so share yours in the comments yeah. and this is again if you are listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, thank you for listening please leave us a, a great review um, but also, <clears throat> you know, we, we have good visuals, you know, we, you're missing out on sis's tattoo and my tattoos and et cetera, et cetera. So come, come to the YouTubes. Also on bad hair days. And I got to rep the Bay, you know, sports, go sports. <laughs> uh. He is not. <laughs> She goes to go sports. Yeah. You know, the all-stars is actually going to be in, in Ohio this year. Cleveland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's like, I have no idea. That's so don't, great. Don't go to Cleveland like February. It's going <laughs> all the hotel pricings. It's going to be expensive. You mean for, okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Football, right? Are you talking about football? No, uh, basketball. Okay, okay. See, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm honestly having a bad hair day and they're playing today. So and I'm wearing my grandma's chain because yeah. it's her birthday. Yeah. Hi mama. Love Respect. you. I miss her. Yeah. So come on the visuals. Come on the visuals. Come on YouTube. Come on YouTubes, huh? Okay. <clears throat> Let's jump into vocabulary words, shall we? We shall. Um, I uh, I'll go first. Yes. Okay. So page 97. Um, Manong Lane gives a shout out to the Babylon. So we already know what the Babylon are, obviously. We've had a whole season about it. Um, but he talks about another variation of the title, which is Baglan in Ilocano. So B A G L A N, Baglan. So, which were also women. But uh, they interpreted omens and dreams, divined the outcomes of events, and communicated with members of the spirit world. Here we go. Ready? This is what caught me. In some places, the Babylon even led the men to battle and ceremonially threw the first spear. Listen. I knew it. I knew it too. Oh, hell yeah. On that thing too. I wrote, I knew it. <laughs> but like, Okay, so y'all know that I do Kali and like I'm like I teach sacred Kali, which is like Kali as a spiritual practice, right? When's your next container too? Um it starts in Feb February 16th. So I don't know if y'all will hear this. Still time. Today. Shameless plug. I'm sorry, since I cut you off. Okay. <laughs> you can go to you can go to my Instagram profile and see all that. Yes. But so um so yeah, like. I knew that there was the Babylon was the, I was like the, the there has to be Babylon that's a warrior right I just like felt it in here but we even in the 
um, past book that we we read, like we talked about Erduha, but she wasn't necessarily a Babylon. Mm-hmm. She all of those were like Babylon archetypes, right from the Babylon book. Mm-hmm. But for Manong Lane to be to cite sources and be like, yeah, actually, some of the Babylon went into battle. And if you're gonna if you're gonna lead the men to battle, you have to be a warrior. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know how to use the weapons and to ceremonially ceremonially throw the first spear. What? I was like, I'm you- six right here. Yes. This is I mean in the life, like <laughs> the patriarchy. <laughs> Women first. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, yes. Okay. I knew it. <laughs> my like literally my soul knew it. And when I read that, like I literally felt like a peace oh. and also a victory inside of my body, like my actual physical you're like validation yeah. finally proof yes hell yeah thank you so. for track 2009 who's that but citation is there <laughs> yes um so that is my word my vocab vocabulary word babylon or baglan in ilocano hmm. be dope says to just be wearing your baglan shirt and just Throw a throw a spear. Listen, I sense a commercial. Like <laughs> I love you. Your creative mind. You know, if I if I had time, because what is time? I'd totally just be like, let's make this. Anyways, it could still happen. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're on this wave. Oh, sorry. Do you feel complete? I do. Thank you. Okay. I am complete. We're on this wave of women power, you know. Let's go. And, um, my word is on page 99. Ooh. And I wanted, I actually, we were talking about this prior to hit record, but Lin Lingao, it's L-I-N dash L-I-N-G-A-O. Lin Lingao. Um, and so they said that Lin Lingao, actually, did it appear firstly on that page, first of all? Yeah, on page 99. So there, it's a, it's a form of tattoo in the Kalinga women. So some of y'all's may or may not have heard of um, Apo Wang Odd um, of Buskalan Kalina. Um, she is one of the last traditional tattoo practitioners in Kalinga and Luzon. Ah, sis, you read my mind. I was about to show the picture. Yes, that's her. And so these tattoos marked them as marriageable women. Um, so they're also used to confuse the malicious spirits of vengeful or beheaded or killed individuals called alam alam. Alam alam meaning like, I, for me, that sounds like I know, I know, or something, or inform, inform, something. But anyways, I love that this, this section kind of talked about women's tattoos as spiritual function, as protection, as like beautifying mm-hmm. sort of like letting these men know like yeah i'm fertile i'm ready and i'm also divinely guided and protected kind of thing mm-hmm. um and the section also kind of discusses how the tattoos are medicinal so they also cite um how med- you know tattoos um were found in natural mummies so i mean this isn't new to yeah. 
yeah. to the world. It's just been demonized. But <clears throat> the point is, um, tattoos were um, ways to draw or protect um, women or people in general from evil spirits or sorcery or whatever. And so I was like, dang, like, I want to put it because I have, you know, a condition. I was like, I want to put on this body part, you know, or this organ space. You should. There, yeah. There's a, um, oh, man. Like, so along the lines of, it's not necessarily like batok, like cultural, but there are spirit tattoo- tattooers, like people who do spirit tattoos, who they'll meet with you, they'll meditate, they'll like talk to your guides. And then from there, they will create something for you, like with an intention in it, and then tattoo it on your body. So, yeah, sis, because I'm on this mission to heal myself Mm -hmm. from, you know, it's, it's kidneys, which I'm not, I don't, you know, I'll share it. And the kidneys are part of filtration and detoxification in the body. And so I wonder ancestrally my you know ancestors were holding on to that toxicity that dis-ease and it landed in me and I'm like hello well can I get a tat I want to be I want to be free (laughs) so that would be dope though if uh if I got to divine willing you know sat with uh, Manong Lane and I'd be surprised. I don't know if he'll ever listen to this, but I'll be surprised. Actually, I won't be surprised, but I'll be like, oh shit. Like if he landed on doing my back or something, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Like you won't tell him because you can't tell him like he, yeah, he he figures it out. Yeah. Right. In, in teamwork with your ancestors, but I'm, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my batok. I feel like it might be this year. Okay. Yeah, I'm 40 this year, so. Oh. Yeah, I know I don't look mm. it right. Not at all. Not a day. Excuse my dog, y'all. I'm your. I'm. I look like your ate, not your tita. <laughs> oh, all the titas are, do. All the titas are at the party are like, call me ate. I know we're we're gonna we're heading into that. <clears throat> like a nuanced generation like should I be called ate or tita I don't know whatever just call me Aimee that's fine with me so <laughs> anyways just to kind of wrap it up yeah the Ling Ling Gao just to kind of open it up for me about how these tattoos um, were for the beautification <clears throat> and to the body and increased attractiveness to the opposite sex and fertility so, and interestingly, um, they said that um, not only is it like practice for um, giving birth, because I'm the pain levels, you know what I'm saying? But um, this line says that Kaling, uh, the Ilubo people of Kalinga said that a woman who refused to be tattooed was barren. Ooh. So, right. That's what I said when I read it. I was like, ooh, because I, I, I have love love again everyone's sovereign they get to decide what they want but have had like some really close friends who are just like you got another tat and they're tattoo lists and it's just feeling judged 
Yeah. And I want, now that I'm like, Ooh, this is acquired knowledge. I'll be like, you know? Yeah. It's just, you're just, you're, you felt called to get tattoos because that's our ancestors were painted. Like there's uh, on 98, they said that um, like the colonizers were like, why, why when foreigners ask the people to, to uh, like uh, to stop tattooing their response, uh, the response was, we have to, or we're going to be naked. <laughs> so they, they even saw tattoos as a form of adornment as like, just like clothes mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So it's just naturally what it was. And let's be real, like it, you know, I'm not tooting my horn, but like when tats attract a certain per, um, people like, ooh, ooh, you know, like daddy like my partner's like ooh, that girl daddy like and I'm like yeah <laughs> yeah he's tatted too so and I like it you know that's attractive to me I'm like I think I, <laughs> it looks it it's badass I think it looks badass yeah and it's beautiful it's art yeah it's art and it's interesting um, that we're talking about tattoos and like women. Um, but I've heard from several uh, tattoo artists that women, we can take tattoos where men will have to take a lot of breaks, but women will just be like, fucking tattoo me on my ribs for three hours. I'm fine. <laughs> right. Where men are like, I need a break. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. Cause uh, we were literally talking about this the other day too. He had said like, yeah, just taking a break, it just makes it more painful. And I'm like, hmm, because when I got my snake chat, like even my artist, he was like, I'm surprised you never told me to stop. Because I was like, well, I was already in pain. I was already numb to it at some point. I'm yeah, like, we're already here. Like, let's just keep going. You know, so, I think that, that's a woman thing. I honestly think that's a woman thing. Yeah, because we got portals and we push human beings out of it. So right. You have. So it's just like, all right you feel complete sissy i do i love this topic today so much okay all right quotes quotes Quotes, quotes, here we go to quotes all right so my uh quote is from technically from page 93 so uh like we were speaking about the men had to perform acts of bravery and strength in order to earn their tattoos. And one of those things was head hunting. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, right. So Mono Lane actually says the act of taking a human life is a difficult concept to stomach from our modern paradigms. And that's so true, right? Cause yeah. that's intense. Right. Like, and even when I teach Kali, like, I'm like, oh, this is a spiritual practice. But when I explain what we're doing and what, like, originally why people would do a, a certain strike, like, it's literally violent. It's violent, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So there is a perspective on headhunting that is offered by Robert McKinley. Um. He says, what is important is that headhunters bring the head back to the village, speak to it, 
give it food offerings and Mm -hmm. offer it friendship. The head is central because of the face, which makes it a personal social relationship. Headhunting rituals thus internalize the enemy as friend and humanize him, which McKinley contrasts to our anonymous modern warfare that allows us to forget that our enemies have faces and names. So, and then uh, Manong Lane goes on to say that in some Philippine societies, a human sacrifice, i.e. headhunting, secured the spiritual power for a village by honoring the spirit of the victim through a feast celebration. And then the spirit becomes a helpful entity towards the village. So in our modern thinking, it's hard for me, I'll speak for myself. It was hard to reconcile like the violence of our ancestors, head hunting, like using all of these Kali moves. Right. For it was violent, y'all. Right. right? right. It was bloody. They went to but, go literally out on a mission to find a head. Right. But to hear that, like this, it was actually a very spiritual mm-hmm. ritual that brought honor to the village and also to the person they headhunted like that, like they, they wanted to do that to humanize that person and to bring respect to that person and to remember that person as a human. And then for, um, you know, Robert McKinley to say that's contrast today to our modern warfare, where it allows for us to, um, forget that our enemies, quote unquote, enemies have faces and names and are human. So it's actually, it's like, so like I was taught like, okay, headhunting, that's like primitive. It's like, um, what is that word? You know, it's just like, uh, not pagan, but yeah, primitive, right? But mm-hmm. actually it's humanizing, right? Like it's more, it brings more, I don't know. Like it's honorable instead of dishonorable. Yes, exactly. Because they were like, oh, your ancestors were violent, just like beheading everybody for no reason. It was like, no, there's actually a very deep spiritual reason. Yeah. And it was, sorry. No, no, I'm good. Um, the, the canal, canal, that's what the, the festival was called. Like they even considered the, the head, like a family member because it supported them in terms of like what she meant is like brought fertility to the animals, the crops and the people in the village. And what was really fascinating to me is on page, the same page, 93, they talked about the process. Like the man had to go search for the head and rely on um, what they called a nito. Yeah. So animal represent like spirits, like the snake or the bird. Um, to guide them in the direction where this head is supposed to be. So it was very much like a, not like you just go out and like, yeah, I'm going to kill this person. Like, no, like it's divinely guided. And the person who was the headhunter was very skillful (laughs) and like paying attention to the elements, the animals, Mm -hmm. the wind, you know? So yeah. It's beautiful. (laughs) And that for me, like, is like, there's the colonized side. That's like, 
<laughs> but you yeah. know, but it's like, okay, but this was, this was part of mm-hmm. the Philippines. Like this is what they did. So yeah. And so the colonized Western part is like, oh my gosh, how violent and how primitive, but yet the way we do warfare these days, isn't that not dehumanizing? Yeah. And so, okay, really quick. Yeah. My mind. I don't know if people have watched the latest Dune, you know, the movie. Oh yeah. I haven't watched it, but I'm reading through the series. Okay. It's very, yeah. Well, I didn't read the series. Yeah. There's levels. And so guy got challenged to fight and um the mother was in the you know part of the she was there and she was just like he's just a boy but it was like a way to like initiate like men having that the word coming through is valor but i don't mm-hmm. know if that's right contextually yeah. conceptually um but yeah so that's why like men having to earn right cuz it's like a man thing that you have to like get over some type of like I don't know, sis. This is, I feel like this could go on tangent, but tangents for days. But like men had to prove that they can, they have that in them to like kill, but yeah. also do it in an honorable way. Like, yeah, this is to bring honor to my village. And we're also going to honor this spirit. So it's almost like the best way to, to kill, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's also how a lot of indigenous people uh, treated killing animals for food. They would slaughter, hunt a deer. Yeah. And then be like, thank you for your sacrifice. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. We're tracking on the same thing. We're now, we're just like, it's just cattle in a farm, right? Fed hella shit, mass produced. Do we even say grace and thank you when we eat that stuff? Exactly. So really, uh, all the things that we've been taught, like our all our ancestral ways are primitive and awful and just inhumane. It's like, no, actually, modern things are more inhumane, inhumane. because there's no connection. There's right. no kapwa. There's no remembrance that I am this deer that I just hunted for myself and the deer is me, right? There's no remembrance that the enemy right. that I just killed is me. And maybe if we remember that, we wouldn't be in so many wars. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's the that's kind of the spiritual dialogue around why people are the way that we are, like yeah. societally wise. We're just disconnected from the land and yes. yeah. and ourselves, <clears throat> essentially, because mm. we are part of the land. Like we die and go back to the land. Like, you know. So yeah. It's so crazy. For- so yeah. for me, that was like, you know, definitely a, an eye opener and just um, a way to reconcile in, intellectually for me. Cause I knew it was it, that there were reasons, right. but it, it helped me intellectually understand the spiritual reasoning behind it. So, right, right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's also like, in sacred Kali, I talk a lot about like the healer warrior balance. I talk about like a lot of the combat and intuition balance. And that's, and I'm like, no wonder it just, again, with like reading about the Babylon going mm-hmm. into battle and we were, we, you and I were both like, I knew it. 
I was like, oh my gosh, this makes, I knew it. This makes total sense. So yeah. the, he, the warrior is coming back to heal his community. Like mm. I, I understand what I did. I, I took a life. Now we're going to remember that I took a life and we're going to like um, honor, honor this person. Right. So that's super spiritual. And then also like how they have to go into the woods or not the woods, but like into nature and like, look, uh, look for signs and stuff. That's right. intuition. That's like the warrior. That's right. like combat and intuition together. So it was, yeah, yeah. it was really, uh, resonating. That's why it really resonated me, with me. Mm-hmm. So. Perspective. Mm-hmm. That'd be a really interesting story. Cause I want to know what, like, imagine if that was like, your husband or your wife like or your kid like yeah what would that I wonder like if, is there ceremony that they had when the because you know they bring the head back into the their village and they'd honor them but like what happens to the family like are they invited to the <laughs> like how does that work like I don't know we'll be talking about like we're already here you know killing for honorable right discharge like right is the family invited like you killed my husband like you don't feed me now like is your village gonna take care of us you're gonna protect us because you took our protector physically maybe yeah i wonder that'd be an interesting story yeah (laughs) but yeah okay well i am complete in that sissy sis yay okay i'm glad you brought that word in or that part um, so I guess mine will kind of round out as we close out the quotes piece, because it's on page 103, which is towards the end of the chapter. And I really liked how Manong Lane um, kind of just brought it home when he said on page 103, in our modern world fraught with globalization and vapid departure from indigenous paradigms, many Filipinos have received contemporary tattoos for any number of the contemporary reasons that accompany them. It is my hope that through this writing, many of you, my kindred and family, will be inspired to seek what our culture has already richly practiced for thousands of years. Mm. Perhaps in your desire to become tattooed, you will seek first to instill those character traits our ancestors valued so highly in the past. Once these have been tattooed upon your soul, then will the unseen guidance represented by the tattoos placed on your skin be a shining compass through this world and the next. Your tattoos will serve as I'm getting goosebumps. Me too. Your tattoos will serve as an inspiration to all those around you to strive for the qualities that you possess, a modern Filipino fortified by our indigenous heritage. Woo. Yes. And here's a cool little picture of a this is a buntuk warrior. Hey. Hey. He's proud. That's my type of chest tat, okay? <laughs> um but yeah I love the words of like vapid departure from indigenous paradigms like because it it has become you know respect to the tattoo artists but like I wonder if they're in touch with the indigenous practices of it like they're not just doing it for oh I can make money off this you know like or, you know, this, they also, if they love to draw, I get it. But like, are they connecting to the deep spiritual meaning of 
ingraining this ink into someone's skin and right um yeah i mean in the beginning of the chapter monong lane touches on the fact that uh remember back in like i think the late 90s and early 2000s everyone was getting those uh tribal tattoos right mm -hmm. and so um there it's a very specific style that was imitated from polynesian um ancestry like their markings and stuff so um but like i guess i'll speak for myself i know a whole bunch of white guys that have like the tribal tattoo band around their <laughs> so cultural appropriation is a call is a it's a colonized disease y'all like but back yeah and but back in 2000s and stuff like i felt that it was weird i but i didn't have the words we did we yeah. weren't talking about decolonization back then in 2001 you know i knew in my my body it was weird and that i that was your intuition yeah, yeah. but right. i didn't know why and now i understand why so you know as the generations as we progress we learn Just certain learn. things yep you learn and um yeah i do feel like we're the part of the bridge to you know this great awakening that is happening because i mean yeah one of my dads is done by a white man and i had a problem i was like no i want the brown man to do me um but so but the majority of the rest were done by brown people um but yeah yeah says so sometimes i remember i was in I don't forgot where I was. Some guy had like the pyramids of Africa. It was a white guy. And I was like, do you know what that means? Like yeah. you have the eye of Ra on you. Do you know what that means? Right. And um, it was very much like a, oh, it was looked tight or some shit. Like, yeah. Like if you're gonna, yeah. Know what it means. And that, and that, that whole, uh, like late 90s early 2000s oh my gosh i'm dating myself oh well i already said i was gonna be 40 this year like uh <laughs> you know, they they you would get the my wisdom sissy share it share it <laughs> i'm tita right now so mm -hmm. like you know the white girls would get the kanji tattoos or the like chinese writing or the japanese oh dear lord no i didn't know that mm -mm. oh really maybe that's just an ohio thing yeah they yeah, girls would be like, oh, it means wisdom, but it don't really mean wisdom. It means like like fried rice or something. Cause they Ew. don't check. <laughs> Ew. Cause they don't check. Cause they're just going to Ew. Yeah. Like white tattoo artists. I got that on like my my Nokia 5190. That's how I'll tell you how old I am. But <laughs> I want this on the back of my phone. It would be like love or something my my ex in high school he got um i think it was like respect on him but he was very much like living that virtue for sure okay he's a sheriff now what does that mean though cool. law enforcement respect people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no that's a different conversation i know that's i want to believe it's both and yes that's a three hour <laughs> podcast right <laughs> <laughs> Like, like the dear, like the great, what was it? Kevin Hart said, 
there's good cops and bad cops. There's good people and bad people. Yeah. It's the system. That's what we're talking about. It's the yeah. system. Yeah. So, but, all right. I feel do, complete. You, do you feel complete? Okay. Well, this has been, wow, a really, I, I enjoy this conversation because I enjoy tattoos. So um, thank you all for tuning in and comment your any tattoos you have fun tattoo stories if you if you've seen monom lane and you have a batok and you you would uh, honor us by sharing uh send us a dm that'd be super sweet so all right so as we end our conversation and close out this container with gratitude once again we bring recognition and honor to our ancestors and all the ancestors of the lands that we occupy Thank you for joining our conversation today. And as always, Stephanie and I leave you with a blessing. May you be strong, brave, and a servant to the community. May you be blessed with awareness and guidance from the spiritual world. May your valued ancestral character traits be tattooed upon your heart. May Mm. community and kapwa grow in your heart. And until we meet again, may you know that all is well and will be well and that no matter what happens you are loved yay